Entrepreneur on Fire 467. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful entrepreneurs. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. Taking control of your business means finding the best possible processes for you. Go to evoice.com, get $5 off every month for life when you enter promo code FIRE. That's evoice.com, promo code FIRE. Having experience these days is priceless. More than 260,000 design projects have passed through the doors at 99designs. Now that's expertise. Visit 99designs.com slash FIRE and get a $99 power pack of services for free. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Norm Bauer. Norm, are you prepared to ignite? Hey, man, I know how this works. I am incendiary this morning, John. Yes! Norm is a baby boomer committed to motivating and inspiring other boomers to never give up. A highly unemployable entrepreneur, he lived this world for 40 years without the success he strived for, until now. Learn how he adapted to the world of vaping and finally reached this goal. I've given our listeners just a little overview, Norm. So take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. Well, thank you, John. I'm so I'm honored and appreciative of this, uh, this conversation. Yeah. So I call myself a highly unemployable entrepreneur because here at the age of 59, as I look back on my life, I've never played well as an employee. I just don't play well in another employer's sandbox. So I was always restless as an employee, and so I've only had maybe less than 10 jobs my entire life. I spent a long time in real estate and mortgages and had my ups and had my downs, but I really lost my passion fairly early. In the late 90s, I got involved with mortgages. I had my own terrestrial radio show from 2000 until 2008. Oh, wow. And I was always looking for something that would be what I would call a legacy, you know, and not to sound arrogant or pompous, but we all want to have an impact on people to really change people's lives. And doing mortgages was awesome, and having the radio show was excellent as well because we saved people money and we taught them how to be smarter. And then in 2008, that all went away. And here at the age of, say, 55, I figure out what in the world am I going to do with my life? Because everything I did for 55 years, no one cared about anymore. And it was a real crisis moment for me, John. Well, Norm, I mean, those are the kind of crisis moments that make or break entrepreneurs. And that's why I'm excited to have you on here today and really focus on your journey as an entrepreneur, the ups, the downs, the aha moments, the success stories. But before we dive into all those, Norm, I would love for you to share with us your success quote, a mantra that you live by. So take it away. Well, thank you so much for that. Um, You know, Earlier this year, 2013, I went through a major transition. I, um, I, I left a marriage after 26 years. I left a house after 26 years, and I was, I was finally moving on to something else. I didn't know what it was. And I tend to be a type A personality. I always want to make things happen and move things along, and I'm sure most of the people who are listening can probably relate to that. And I found that that just wasn't working. It seemed like sometimes the more I pushed, the harder it got. And so I happened to be reading a book by Rick Warren called A Purpose Driven Life. Most of you have probably heard of it. And there's a quote in there, and I I read the chapter, and then I reread it again, which is something I never do. And I read the page, and I read – I finally had to boil it down to one particular quote – 
that I actually wrote down, and I never have to write it down anymore because I live this quote every single day. And the quote is, God is never in a hurry, but he is always on time. And what I got from that, John, is that sometimes you have to stop trying so darn hard because sometimes you just need to back off a little bit, let things unfold in a very particular way. And I, I kind of equate my life and my business as kind of like being down the middle of a, of a stream and you want to stay in the flow and you want to avoid the rocks and you want to avoid the shore and you kind of want to follow that path. And what's interesting is that when you let things unfold in a natural way, and, and believe me, that doesn't mean that you just let stuff happen without your influence or without your efforts, not at all. But sometimes I find that sometimes the more you try to make things happen, the more you try to make other people respond or do certain things things, it just becomes unattainable. And so I just do not get attached to outcomes. I make things happen. And interestingly enough, my life became a lot more calm and a lot more peaceful and more things happen when I let things happen along a natural course. Well, that's a fascinating mindset, Norm. And I know that a lot of Fire Nation right now is going to be resonating with that. And I'm really excited to see how you've applied that recently in your life a little later on in the interview. But before we do that, I want to focus on an earlier part in your journey because, Norm, I mean, you've had some great successes. You've had some great failures. And let's focus on one of those great failures now. Let's focus on a story that you can really take us down to the ground level and, and really bring us in, because we, we want to be there with you during that failure and specifically learn the lessons that you learned from that moment. Well, I think the low point in my life was two years ago. It was fall of 2011. And what was happening is, as I mentioned, in 2008, 2009, my business career just about disappeared. My cash flow disappeared. I started falling behind on my house payments, my marriage that you know was kind of strain to begin with was was facing its final termination. And two years ago, in fall of 2013, I was facing a foreclosure. I had held off a foreclosure for four years, four years. So God was definitely keeping an eye on me. I was facing a pending bankruptcy, which I had to do to stop that foreclosure from happening. And, you know, I would have to say that I was, I had suicidal moments and I wondered, why am I doing this? How often can I pick myself up? And so that's really the aha moment that I had. And it was an aha moment that wasn't based on success. It was more like an epiphany when I realized that things can only get bad to a certain point and you have to stop feeling sorry for yourself. And my story is a little unusual, John, because my mother was a Holocaust survivor. Uh, my mother was in Auschwitz for three years. She was on one of the first trains in, and she stayed there until they were, they were freed by the American soldiers. And she came out of that, and she had a few you know, psychological damages and physical damages from it. But the truth is, she always had a positive attitude. And so I asked myself, what in the world can happen to me that's worse than spending three years in hell? I don't care about money. Money can be regotten. I don't care about a relationship. You can always get another relationship. And I said, you know what? If I can pick myself up one more time, I need to motivate other people who maybe don't need or maybe don't have that inspiration or that encouragement. So I decided that I was going to write a book for baby boomers who have not attained their quote-unquote overnight success after 25 years of trying. Right. And uh, that led to a whole series of events that I could not have foreseen, not have anticipated, but it truly changed my life. And that's one of the reasons that we're talking here today, two years ago. It's, I mean, it's coming about again. 
Well, Norm, I mean, let's just continue to move forward in this because this is too fascinating of a story and it's resonating with too many people right now to kind of move in a different direction because I'm drawn in. So let's really drill down to that dark moment where, you know, your marriage is strained, where you're facing foreclosure and bankruptcy. But then at the bottom of that pit, you have that ray of hope, which I mean, human beings, Fire Nation, are so resilient. That's all we need sometimes is just that ray of light, that one glimpse of hope, and we can grab onto that and do amazing things. And Norm is an amazing example of that. So Norm, take us there. Take us to that turnaround moment when you just said, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm hitting the reset button. I'm choosing to reset my life on my own terms and move forward. Take us to that moment and really share with us those actions you took. Well, what I did is I started to break down entrepreneurship by the generations. I'm a baby boomer, and of course, the millennials are the hot topic right now who are between roughly 20 and 32, and then the, the shadow generation in between, the Gen Xs. So what I did is I put out a request to interview people who, quote-unquote, have either become an overnight success or maybe were trying to become an overnight success. Now, I am a huge, huge fan, and I'm actually an expert on the television show Shark Tank. I have watched every show. I've interviewed or talked to probably a third of the people who have been on the show and actually do reunions and boot camps. And what's really interesting is a lot of times these people who become, quote, unquote, an overnight success have spent years or decades in the making. And so what I did in the course of researching my book is I interviewed other baby boomers who maybe appear to be an overnight success but found out sometimes it took decades for them to attain it as well. So here's where the book went in a different direction. I was absolutely shocked by the brilliance of, of the millennial generation. And so the, where the book ended up going was, what about taking baby boomers who have the wisdom, who have the experience, but are lacking the social and technological skills, and forming a mentorship with the millennials who have wonderful social media and technical skills, but they are lacking what I and other baby boomers have in abundance, and that's patience and, more importantly, experience, John, because you've talked to so many people, hundreds of people, and you know that any time you can learn from someone else's experience, isn't that a good thing? Unbelievable. <laughs> and so what ended up happening is the book actually going in a different direction towards creating mentorship organizations to combine what I call the bookend generations and have the baby boomers actually team up, actually partner up with millennials so that they can, they can form directions and that way the millennials won't make the same mistakes that the boomers have made in the past. And I don't mean, mean to leave the Gen Xs out of the way as well. <laughs> That's because, me. Uh, <laughs> and you're a Gen X, right? Yep. There you go. So you have the best of both worlds because you have the experience. You've had the crap beaten out of you a little bit. I have. And you also have social media and technical skills. Well, I'm happy to be a Gen Xer, and I'm also fascinated with your take, Norm, on the millennials, because that really is a hot topic. And I want to talk um, in a little bit here about how you married the two of the baby yeah. boomers and the millennials, but I really just want to hear your take on the millennials for a minute here, because I have a lot of millennials that listen to the podcast, and I also have a lot of baby boomers that listen to the podcast. I mean, Entrepreneur on Fire is downloaded almost half a million times every single month, and it's a really diverse listenership. And I would love for you to kind of describe your take after your studies on the millennials and what they're bringing to today's workforce, to today's economy. All right. So I'm going to give a message out to all the baby boomers out there. <laughs> the message is it is never 
too late. And one of the quotes that I use in my book, it's actually one of my taglines is, you may lose confidence, you may lose confidence, but you never, ever, ever lose hope. And there's been many times in my life that I have lost confidence and there's been a few times that I've lost hope. And ladies and gentlemen, if you're a baby boomer and if you've had the crap beat out of you too, do not ever lose hope. Just because you've lost confidence in your skills, just because you feel a little bit overwhelmed by technology and social media and having to reinvent yourself. I'm the king of reinventing. I've reinvented myself so many times. This latest alliteration is what I think is probably the most prominent. So for baby boomers out there, it's never too late to learn. It's never too late to become more social media adept and and and, and comfortable with using it. And for the for the and for the millennials out there, I have to tell you, John, I have an amazing amount of respect for the millennials because sometimes they get they get uh, picked on a little bit. They say that they're an enabled generation and a spoiled generation, and they've had helicopter parents and all those things to some degree are probably true. But here's what's interesting. The millennials have wonderful, wonderful directions and hearts. They do not live to work, unlike my generation, where we worked ourselves to death. And the the millennials, they know that they're not going to find a job and stay there for the next 30 years. They know they're going to have to be flexible. They know that they're going to have to take care of themselves. They're not afraid to take chances. And by all means, if you're a millennial, this is the time, guys, for you to take chances while you're in your 20s, while you're in your 30s, because you have so much time to recover. And if you make a mistake, who cares? Just get yourself back up there and try it again. Learn from your mistakes. Learn from all these wonderful 400-plus interviews that you know, John has done with, with you know, many, many brilliant people all over the world. And so for the, for the millennials out there, but don't necessarily think that you have all the answers. That's one of the things that I would caution you about. Find expertise. I'm a huge advocate, a huge believer, and pride myself on being a mentor. Find yourself a mentor because when I was younger, I had enthusiasm. I had positive spirit. I had all that stuff, but I was my own worst enemy because I'd found myself always engaged by the next shiny new thing, and I didn't have mentorship. And That's the one thing that I wish I had done 20 years ago was find someone or find many someones to help guide me along and keep me on the path. Wow, Norm. I love what's coming out of your mouth right now. And that topic of mentors is something I want to kind of drill into a little bit because I'm such a believer. You're a mentor, Norm. I actually mentor four people on a month-to-month basis. And it's something that I really derive a lot of joy from. And I myself, Norm, have a mentor who I talk to every single week. And I converse with via email multiple times throughout the week. And I've had people, Norm, who have said, John, isn't it a little hypocritical for you to mentor people and to also have a mentor? I mean, you need a mentor. And I'm like, it would be hypocritical for me to mentor people and not have a mentor because part of what I'm giving to my mentees is my desire to continue to learn and to continue to improve myself going forward in this incredibly fast-changing world. So I am so passionate about having a mentor and also about mentoring others and of being part of masterminds and of surrounding yourself by like-minded people. And that Jim Rohn quote that we talk about so often on Entrepreneur on Fire that I want to continue to bring up, you are the average of the five people, of the 50 people of the 500 people that you spend the most time with. It is so true. And Norm, this is such an interesting topic. Let's not get off it right now because I know the listeners are just like, okay, I really want to hear more about my specific generation, my specific millennial, Gen X, or baby boomer. What ages are baby boomers right now? 
baby boomers right now are, are roughly age 50 on up to about their mid-60s, maybe even their late 60s. 1946 to 64 is the official birth year that quantifies someone as a baby boomer. And Gen X's are 33 to... Yeah, about 33 to age 50. And the millennials, it used to be between roughly 20 and 30, but now the millennials, like all of us, are getting older. So <laughs> anyone who's about age 20 to age 32 is considered a millennial. Okay, so you're right. I really do believe that I do have the best of both worlds because I Heck yeah. barely, barely sneak into the Gen X. I yes. just, just turned 34 like three days ago. So I'm just outside of that millennial range. And so I am absolutely a Gen Xer and proud of it. But you've done an amazing job breaking down the baby boomers and the millennials. Can we talk for a minute about the 33 to 50 age range, the Gen Xers? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's actually the smallest of the two, John. The baby boomers are known for being a significant presence, literally a tidal wave, about 72 million. But what's interesting is the millennials are even larger. They're about 80 million. Wow. So, yeah, the, 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 the Gen Xers are in between. And here's, here's where you kind of fall in. Um, you kind of came into the world in your, in, your, in your youth when technology was really starting to become more prevalent. And so you have technological skills from the standpoint that you're good with computers, you're good with cell phones, you still have really good reflexes, really good eyesight. Um, the, 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 right now, the Gen Xs are in many cases married. They've already had their wild days in their 20s, so now they've got <laughs> starting to get serious. And so here's what's interesting is that many times we reach a point in our life where we ask ourselves, what are we here for? That usually hits around the late 30s and age 40. And so what happens is that a lot of times it comes out of either trying to work in a business where you're trying to climb that corporate ladder and and then one day you wake up and you say, why am I doing this? I'm working my butt off. I don't see my kids. I don't see my family. I'm really not happy in what I do. And that's what sometimes motivates entrepreneurs to leave a job and try something different. But in many cases, you reach a point where you start looking at your life on a big chart and you realize that maybe you have more time behind you than you do ahead of you. And that's when you start getting involved in social causes, in in corporate social responsibility, you start getting involved with churches and with charities. When you start asking yourself, why am I here? What am I doing? Do I am I leaving a positive, you know, um, influence on other people? And a lot of times, a lot of the the Gen Xers are kind of getting into that place right now. That's why you see a lot of job dissatisfaction because you don't have a job, a lot of job security. You have a lot of Gen Xs that are that are starting businesses, and you know, fortunately, your generation, John, has the bandwidth to be able to absorb all these wonderful new tools that are out there. I mean, I listen to, I've probably listened to over a hundred of your podcasts and I hear all these wonderful resources that are available. And in many cases, I hate to admit it, I don't really understand exactly what they do or how to apply them. So that's my bad. But you, your generation, the Gen Xs and certainly the millennials, they know how to find those really awesome resources so they can work less hard and be more effective and be more profitable at the same time. Wow. I mean, Norm, it's so clear when you're saying these things. Like, I just pictured my grandfather when you were just talking about how Gen Xers, we just, we're not comfortable in positions of work when we're working in corporate America or for a sales job because we know that our jobs are not guaranteed and are actually a pretty risky proposition because we've seen, you know, the 
economic downturn in 2008. You know, we've seen the dot-com bubble of 2001. We know how precarious the economy is. And, you know, I just pictured my grandfather, who's 88 years old, you know, who's still wearing his gold Kodak watch that he got (laughs) at his 40-year retirement party that he wears with pride because he spent 40 years in Buffalo working for Kodak and has an amazing pension because of it and has a very comfortable life because of it and looks back very happily on those 40 years. That was the kind of job security that he had at the age of 88 when he was a younger man. That doesn't exist for Gen Xers. That definitely doesn't exist for millennials, and they have no illusions of grandeur. Some people in my generation definitely had the illusions of grandeur, especially people towards the 45 to 50 age range of Gen X were like, you know what? I'm going to do everything right. I'm going to get my degrees. I'm going to climb the corporate ladder. I'm going to be XYZ. It was really towards the younger side of Gen X that my friends started talking about, wow, like I really want to be hopping and popping and finding some different opportunities out there. And now, like you said, with the millennials, I mean, those guys are just like, they know, they're well aware of what's going on in the world and how risky it is and that, you know what, it's on them and they're excited to take it on. Yeah, the likelihood of any millennial having a job for more than maybe a dozen years is highly, highly unlikely. And, you know, your grandfather's generation, who's now 88, at one time, you know, you got a job out of college or sometimes you didn't go to college. You got married. You got a house. And that's where you were. And, you know, sometimes ignorance is bliss to the point of where we don't realize how other how many <laughs> options are out there. Sometimes you're better off not knowing. But today, the world is so different. You know, The Earth is Flat was a great book about 20 years ago that talked about how you can do business anywhere, everywhere, just by sitting here at home on a computer. And so you don't have to be limited to having to go to a corporate job that you don't like and have to put up with you know, a-hole bosses and, and other, other associates and deal with the drama and deal with the gossip and everything. And for those people who are into a corporation, believe me, I'm not poo-pooing that. Don't get me wrong. But what I'm saying is that if you are not happy there and you are in your 20s, your 30s, or your 40s, Now is the time for you to take those risks, to take those chances, to find out what really rocks your boat. What are you here for? Is this the legacy you want to leave behind? And when I hit my down point two years ago when I started to – when I got the motivation to write my book – and I realized that my health was at risk because I was I, my, my heart was beating and everything. And I thought, what kind of legacy do I want to leave for my children and my grandchildren? I thought, I've got to do something to make people better, to give people motivation and, 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 and inspire people. And so when I wrote the book, my goal was, John, if I can inspire one person or two person who was maybe at risk of giving up, maybe they were suicidal, maybe they thought that they had already you know, done everything that they could, if I could stop that one person from falling falling into that very dark hole, then you know what? It was worth it to me. And it's not an ego thing. It was really about I just wanted to give something back from all the hard lessons that I've learned. And I thought if I can pick myself up and if I can help someone else pick themselves up, then you know what? I would rather leave that legacy than having to fall down and and go out, you know, striking out. Absolutely, Norm. And I know for a fact you have done that 100-fold. And just thinking about all of this kind of makes me want to cue up that Joe Cocker theme song of the Wonder Years and Mm -hmm. how things used to be and how Mm -hmm. things are now. I mean, it really is so polarizing. And, you know, to look back, people really were ignorant. Let me rephrase that. People really did. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know what? Hey, let's, let's call a spade or spade. Let's face it. When you don't know what the other side is like, you're happy with what you're doing. 
And and there's all kinds of examples of that. It's like let's just say you've never had Chinese food, and so suddenly you find Chinese food, and it's like, oh my god, I had no idea Chinese food was so awesome. You lived in ignorance by never having Chinese food, and you know what? You were perfectly happy, but now you realize that there was something more to something as simple as a meal. Well, look, let's look at your life. You're, you know, guys, we only have one life, and God only knows how many days or how many years or how many months we have left. So it's up to us to do whatever we can to make it as best as we can for us and for our family and for other people. I mean, I am so, like I said, I went through a whole, you know, mind shift over the last year and I decided that I was, I'm going to, I'm going to get a little spiritual here for a second. Is that all right, John? Sure. All right. So, you know, basically I decided I'm going to let God drive for a while because my driving sucked and I was going (laughs) off the road all the time. And I said, you know what, I'm just going to kind of open myself to the universe. And there's a lot to be said for the law of attraction and, you know, and all the various things along the metaphysical and spiritual line. But you know what, I have to say, there is a lot to it. Because when I get, when I kind of, quote unquote, gave up and I kind of decided that I was going to put things into place and let things unfold in a certain way, the universe kind of took over. And like even for me getting into the vaping space, I wasn't looking for it. I came about it by total accident. And I'm sure that you have found in your life, John, as will most of the people who are listening, there are no accidents. There are no coincidences. Everything that happens, every person we meet, every opportunity that comes our way happens for a reason. It's up to us to recognize it. And that was my feeling when I was younger is I had opportunities, but I did not recognize it. I did not capitalize on it. And I went off on a lot of bad paths that if I you know, could redo it again, I probably wouldn't have gone down those paths. And so again, learn from someone else's experience, going back to the whole mentorship conversation, have someone to be able that you can say, John, let me ask you, is this a good idea or is this a bad idea? They have to be the person that says, you know what, John, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard of. You need someone that can be brutally candid with you, that can kind of get you straight, stop you from getting caught up in your own egos and getting sidetracked from you know, what, what you are, are really all about. Norm, I am agreeing with every single thing that you're saying, and what I would love to do is bring it to present time, because I really want you to share with Fire Nation now one or two things that's just really exciting you. What's really driving your fire, your passion today? Earlier this year in 2013, when I decided that I was going to leave my previous life, I kind of opened myself up and amazing people came into my world. And I started getting involved with one business and another business and another business. And I found found myself diffused. And I'll have to tell you, John, but one of the things that you always spoke about is, is focus, correct? Follow one course until success, Norm. Follow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So in my early years, I was an expert on real estate, and I was actually one of the first persons to be involved with pre-foreclosures and short sales in the early 90s, and I walked away from that, which was my bad. In the 2000s, I was a renowned expert on mortgage and debt acceleration strategies, and I had a nationwide network of affiliates, and I didn't walk away from that, but that business was taken away by the bad economy. So for the last five years, I've been looking for that one thing, that one thing that gets me excited, that gets me motivated, that I can really kind of jump in with both feet. And I came across this industry called vaping. And for those of you who don't know what vaping is, it's basically a way for people to stop smoking. I'm sure that everyone has heard of electronic cigarettes or e-cigarettes. And of course, there's another variation of that where you actually smoke a what's called a mod or a pipe. And you can dial down the nicotine to zero if you just want to have the flavor or if you, if you want to 
you know, start dialing back on your nicotine consumption. It's a great way for people to actually control their uh, their tobacco addiction. But what's really ironic, John, is this industry is controlled by millennials who in many cases, this is their first business and they don't really know what they're doing. They're so caught up in their passion and son of a gun, they need a mentor. Well, here's a guy who is a baby boomer who has experience and what I found is that 80% of all businesses are pretty much the same. So I started seeing challenges within the industry and so I decided that I was going to push my um, uh, I was going to put myself out there as an expert and I researched like crazy and I became a speaker and one thing led to another and now I find that I'm um, I'm an industry expert on the vaping movement which is a which is a um, a 2 billion dollar industry that exploded from nothing wow. and the tobacco companies are saying that within the next 10 years the non-smoking end of tobacco will exceed tobacco. So we're talking about a $35 billion plus industry that is just now at the ground floor level. That is fascinating. And Norm, I had Abel James on yesterday from the Fat Burning Man who has the number one ranked podcast in health. And we were getting down this topic that you brought up right now that I want to hit upon again because it's so valuable. I mean, Fire Nation, Norm was not born an expert in vaping. In fact, he wasn't one for most of his life, but he decided that he was going to focus. He was going to laser focus on becoming an expert, and it didn't take a ton of time and an immense amount of effort. It just took him focus and effort and really driving towards becoming an expert in that industry to become an expert in that industry. And now he's positioned himself incredibly well for what's to come. He's ahead of the wave. So Norm, thank you for just setting the example of you know what our listeners can be doing. They can find an industry. They can find a niche or a topic that they're passionate about. They can become an expert in it and they can get ahead of that wave. They can get ahead of what's coming up here, you know, as we move forward in the 2015, 16 and beyond. So kudos to you, Norm. And we're going to take a minute to thank our sponsors. It's easy to see the benefits of having several graphic designers work on your design project versus just one. For example, let's say you go online in search of a single designer and you hire someone from a freelance website. This takes you about a week since you had to write the post ad, comb through submissions, and then select your guy or girl. Next, you go back and forth with them a couple times about your vision, what exactly you're looking for, if you know, in that design, and all that good stuff. Then, about a week later, if they aren't too busy, the designer comes back to you with a couple options. Trouble is, well, over two weeks have gone by and you don't like either of the designs. What if you could start your next design project today, have dozens of designs to choose from in just seven days? You can. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. Are you one of those knee-jerk reaction types where when the phone rings, you're so programmed to pick it up, you don't even bother to look at who's calling you? Well, this can sometimes be a dangerous game to play. There has to be a certain percent of those calls that end up catching you way off guard. Either you weren't ready for the conversation or you didn't have your pitch ready and you get so mad at yourself for picking up the phone because you're now on the line. With eVoice, you don't have to worry about not being prepared for a phone call because every time someone calls and you just let them go through to your voicemail, you'll get an email transcript sent to your inbox immediately. See why this could be a great thing for you? You'll actually be able to prep before you return the call. Ready to learn more? Go to evoice.com, enter FIRE at checkout for $5 off every month forever. That's evoice.com, 
promo code FIRE. This is just a perfect segue to what my favorite part of the interview is, and that's the lightning round. Because this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation style, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan, Norm? Absolutely. Ready to rock, man. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Well, here's what's interesting. It's not a question of what held me back from becoming an entrepreneur. It's what held me back from not being an entrepreneur. Because the truth is, is I couldn't do anything other than become an entrepreneur. Unemployable. Unemployable. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) What is the best advice, Norm, you've ever received? Uh, You know what? It has to harken back to what we just discussed, John, and that is focus. And for a lot of people who are ADD or who tend to try to be jacks of all trades, it's great on paper, but it sucks when it comes to your your bottom line. Find the one thing that you really have passion about, that you really want to become good at, and just become amazingly awesome at it and help other people become awesome at it as well. And you know what? Money will come, success will come, recognition will come. But again, try to focus on the one thing and help other people with that with that strength, with that talent. Norm, that is my favorite advice that I give to entrepreneurs because it is so true. I see it work in so many industries and in so many niches. And I'm going to put you on the spot here. Even though I've already said it once today and you've heard me say it many times before, what's the acronym? Focus, John. All right. So in your acronym, it's follow one course until successful. And I would encourage all of you who are listening right now to do that exact same. Ding, ding, ding. Norm, you have won the grand prize. <laughs> and you. can you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success? I think it's really a matter of trying to take advantage of the time that we have to do what we need to do. It's so easy to get distracted, especially with the internet, with the Facebooks, and with the social side of it. So it's really just about trying to stay, again, it's, it's hearkening back to the whole focus thing. So the personal habit that I think that I've become pretty good at is really just trying to stay, stay, in, the, stay in the game and try not to get distracted by a lot of the distracting things out there. Norm, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Well, here's the irony. And again, I've heard a lot of your interviews and most of your guests are more social media savvy and sophisticated than I am. And so I know that there's many, many resources and I do use Evernote. I think it's an awesome resource. I think probably one of my favorite resources is a very simple LinkedIn. I have gotten great relationships and great conversations out of LinkedIn and it's maybe it's a boring answer and it's not as cool and, and sophisticated as a lot of the other resources out there. But I'm a huge fan. A huge fan of LinkedIn. It is not a boring answer, Norm. And <laughs> okay, it is a answer for baby boomers. And that's yes, exactly the generation that you're representing. So Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and all this great stuff that Norm and I are talking about here today at eofire.com slash Norm Bauer. Norm, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? So most people who have heard this or are listening right now, I've probably heard or read uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. But a lot of people don't realize he wrote another book called Outwitting the Devil. Yes. I just finished Outwitting the Devil. It was written by Sharon Lecter, who I know, and it was really quite revealing. This book was actually, quote-unquote, hidden for 70 years because his family considered it a little bit questionable and controversial. But in the book, Napoleon Hill interviews the devil, and we don't know whether it's a real devil or whether it's a mythological creature in his mind. But he talks about some of the dangers that we face as people 
things that take us outside of our focus. Again, it all harkens back to focus. And he talks about outside influence and what he calls weak minds and drifting. And so the book was really, really, really good about, again, teaching us how to stay with that one focus in mind. Another book that I also read, is it okay, is it okay if I mention a second one? Yes. Uh, a book called Unshackled Leadership by a gentleman named Scott Henner, Scott Hunter, which some of you may not know about it, but he's actually um, a gentleman in my church. He's been a business coach for 30 years, and he did this amazing workshop on unshackled leadership, and the book Unshackled Leadership is the, is the, is the foundation of it. And so if you can find Unshackled Leadership, I think it's a really, really good book. And again, it talks about you know, writing out your goals and don't just wish things to happen, but actually make things happen. So, Norm, have you listened to the audiobook Outwitting the Devil? Uh, no, I read it hard copy. All right, check this out. James Earl Jones is the voice of the devil. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, it is so good. So, wow. Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So, if you haven't already, you can get the amazing audiobook of Outwitting the Devil with James Earl Jones as the devil. If you build it, they will come. And we always knew that Darth Vader was, in fact, the devil, right? <laughs> Just go to eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Norm, this question is the last question of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter taken care of. But all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? So, John, I've heard this question being asked by hundreds of people, and this is the one that confounded me the most. <laughs> I would probably go out and seek other business leaders in the community and find out where help was needed, who was in trouble, and offer to help those people get back on track. I know a lot of people with a computer and $500, they could probably knock out – a millennial could probably knock out a brand new business model <laughs> and in six months be profitable and be making a lot of money and sell it for a billion dollars. But we baby boomers don't quite have that skill. So I have to fall back on my people skills to the point of where um, I'm just going to find people that need help. Mentor them, train them, and in possible, in possible scenarios, maybe partner up with them and help them grow their business and participate in that at the same time. Well, Norm, that is incredibly valuable intel you're passing along. And I've really enjoyed hearing your story and specifically the description of the millennials, Gen X, and baby boomers. I mean, I found that fascinating. And that's why I really wanted to stay on that topic because there is so much great stuff to derive from that. So thank you for sharing your knowledge with us on those topics. And let's end by you giving Fire Nation just one parting piece of guidance, sharing the best way that we can find you and then we'll say goodbye. Well, thank you, John. I think the best piece of advice is that, again, you may lose confidence but never lose hope. So just because you fail does not mean that you are a failure. And be sure you make that distinction in your mind. How you can contact me, direct email address is asknormb, A-S-K-N-O-R-M-B, asknormb at gmail.com. My website is vapementors, V-A-P-E-M-E-N. T-O-R-S, Vape Mentors with an S dot com. You can Twitter me at at Norm Bauer. And uh, those are the best ways to reach me, John. Well, Norm, wow. Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything of value that we've mentioned in today's episode by going to eofire.com. They can just click on the podcast tab because you are hanging out 
in the archives or just enter Norm in the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up, Fire Nation. Norm, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Fire Nation, are you interested in creating your own podcast? If so, you should come check out our next live webinar for Podcasters Paradise. During the webinar, I talk about the strategies I've used to grow my podcast to over 450,000 unique downloads a month. Plus, I'll give you a sneak peek at the Podcasters Paradise community so you can decide if it's the right fit for you. Sign up today at podcastersparadise.com. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 